Welcome once again to another episode of Demand Gen Radio, the one program that brings you all the latest methods and technologies for driving growth and increasing demand. With the voice of Demand Gen, David Lewis. All right, welcome once again to another episode of Demand Gen Radio. Guess what? Well, we are back in the studio. I mean, I'm always in the studio, but it is very rare that I actually get someone to join me in the studio here. And today is Asher Matthew. Asher, thanks for joining me. Thanks for driving up. Thanks for the invite. I love doing things live and in person, and I just figured we'd do this and then spend some quality time together afterwards. I love it. It's you know, it is nice because oftentimes when I do the podcast, I can't see the other person, even if we're, you know, on the program. I'm I'm using Skype, but I probably don't have the other person on video. So it's nice to see you. I, I'd love to give you a tour of the studio when we're done. Okay, it's it's done. You just toured <laughs> the studio. No, we've got a great we've got a great setup here. And uh, for those of you who don't know Asher Matthew, Asher is the vice president of business development at Lean Data. And I asked him to join me today because we got a lot of things to cover. But we wanted to start off really talking about partner strategy. I know a lot of you have very different ways that you go to market, uh, and certainly do digital marketing and online demand generation. But maybe some of you do or don't have a partner strategy that works for you. And I think that Lean Data is a really great example, role model of how to go to market and embrace partners. So thanks, Asher, again for, for joining me. And let's jump in. First of all, you you joined Lean Data about a year and a half ago. And maybe you could talk about that journey over the last year and a half of the partner program that you've developed. What was the strategy behind it and where is it today? Yeah, terrific. You know, I just like most people that come to Lean Data, uh, I experienced this pain that Lean Data solves at my previous company, Avalora. And uh, and it was literally, we would get these lists from partners, and then we would want to upload those lists and then notify the sales reps that there are accounts that they need to go work. And uh, it would take a very long time. And then all of a sudden, it did not take a very long time. So the curious person in me said, what changed? And so I went down to our marketing team and asked, what's going on? And they were like, this tool called Lean Data has actually fixed that problem. And so that's when I learned about it. Oh, interesting. And then, uh, and then I was looking for the next step in my career. And so um, got headhunted by Lean Data. And then uh, I think it took a month or so because I was very particular about like which company to go join, why join, and, uh, and, the, team at, uh, and the team mattered. And so as I was making my decision, um, it was it was just an amazing time to transition out of Avalora because they had they had a goal to go public and they were very close to that goal. And uh, and the crew at Lean Data was just fantastic. So I decided to make the move there. Cool. By the way, Avalara is a client of Demandgen, so I'll give yep. a shout out to Jessica up there. In, she's phenomenal. In the great Northwest. She is phenomenal and she's worked uh, with my team for years. And so thank you, Jessica, for your loyalty and, and partnership. Um, so speaking of the partner word, when you went to Lean Data, there was no partner program, right? You you kicked it off. Correct. There was nothing partners. If you were a partner of Lean Data, you did not even know where to go on our website. So what 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 created, what was happening there in the business that they said, you know what, we probably should create a partner program and, and bring on someone to do that? Because I think it's important for people to think about like, you know, when is it right for your business and are you doing it right? Because yep. so many people, the partner program, right, is is like these these 
lunches and gets together. They, they're like episodes of Barney. I love you, you love me, and nothing <laughs> comes out of them. And certainly that's not the strategy that you've had in place or that we've experienced working with you guys. But what, what was going on in the business that said, okay, it's time for us to have a partner program? Yep. And so you, Dave, and especially Demandgen, have been a partner of Lean Datas for a very long time, whether officially or unofficially, you were always around, right? And I've seen the evolution of the company. And so Evan, our CEO, was taking, had his BD hat on and was devoting 10% of his time to it. And then uh, I think there was four or five, maybe six partners that really wanted to have a much stronger relationship with Lean Data. And so Evan decided that he would like to bring in a leader that could be there to serve the partners and then build the program out and then help Lean Data understand how to how to work with partners and so we can kick off this um, journey as we go build a much bigger company. Yeah, Evan's one of those CEOs where you know he he can wear a lot of hats. He has the technical acumen. He has the business acumen. He certainly has the go to market acumen. And um, it was in this office, you know, down the hallway in our conference room when uh, the team came in and showed us the very first iterations, if you will, of of Lean Data. And we'll come back to that because the platform is certainly. I mean, to call it a platform today is probably the right uh, way, and I, I wouldn't have called it a, a platform, but we'll come back to that. Um, you know, one of the reasons that, that Ash and I are here together, just to let everybody know, is that for 2019, for Demand Gen, we've always had data services as a part of our offerings. It's one of our pillars of services that we provide to our clients. But this is the year, and hopefully this is exciting news to many of you, that we're really bringing out uh, an entire expanded set of data operations services. And Lean Data plays a big uh, part of that. When, when I first met Evan and the team and was advising them on their go-to-market strategy and product, the reason we were partnered at that time is we had clients, as you said, that had the problem that Lean Data was solving. So they are using Salesforce, they're generating leads, and those leads were not getting matched to accounts or um, they had reps that were looking in Salesforce and looking at a particular account and not seeing that there was this whole set of lead records still sitting in the lead object that were unattached to the account. So that, that data challenge, and that's, you know, I, I think really uh, when you guys first came to, to market, it was, I mean, what would you say? It was a tool? I mean, it was a... I, I would say the company started off as a service, then became a feature, then we launched a product, and then just like every other B2B company, we are going to evolve as a platform and then offer multiple different products for multiple different personas and uh, and fulfill and hopefully bring the sales and marketing alignment. Well, let's let's come back to that. When you when you built a partner program, you've often told me that there's you consider people in different partner categories and not yep. all partners are, are created equal. So what's been your strategy in terms of creating these different either categories or, or tiers of partners. Yep, totally. I do want to give a shout out to the people who helped me learn all this stuff. And there's there's a lot of people that, you know, I mean, as they say, it takes a village to raise a kid. And so um, I do want to give a shout out to all the people that helped me first before we start. Off you should, you should do it because it's not like the Academy Awards. Like okay. there's no music that's going to come <laughs> on and, and pull you off the stage. Great. You might get someone to stop listening to the podcast, True. but you know, but no, please do give a shout out to the yeah, team. So for everybody that was at Avalora, at NetSuite, at Intact, at Workday, uh, you know, thank you so much for helping me understand how to build a program. And, uh, and it's basically what I've learned from you is what we've implemented 
implemented at uh, Lean Data, and then hopefully other people can I can help other people learn, and then they can help other people learn, and the gift just keeps going on and on. Nice. Well, you like I said, you guys do it differently. It's not a bunch of Barney meetings. There's there's real meat and there's substance to it. What are the different types of yep. partners that you guys have? So it's uh, it sounds like a lot, and it really is a lot. But uh, what the way we started it off was I shared with Evan a plan where we would have go-to-market partners, people that would be working with us in a referral, reseller, or maybe an OEM relationship where it's all about sales and marketing. And then, and then as we were talking about things and, you know, one of the conversations that led to the next part of the program is our conversation that we had. Yeah, I mean, just to just to start there, like as a go-to-market partner, we've been that from day one, right? Correct. As soon as Evan and the team came in and showed me what they were doing, we went through our normal vetting process, which is, are these guys funded? Are yep. they real? Are yep. they are they people that we feel comfortable recommending to our clients? Because as you said, you really started as a service. So if we're recommending lean data at that time, we are really recommending, yes, the technology, but the people behind the technology that we're going to help solve this problem for our clients. And then, yeah, we started doing some webinars together. We started doing some content together. But mainly, our go-to-market was we kept identifying in our client base people that could use your solution to help them with the problems they had. And then you guys were talking to clients who had Marketo or Eloqua or HubSpot, whatever their MarTech tool was, and said, God, they could really use some help. And by the way, shout out to Evan. Um, two companies this week he referred over to us, and they wouldn't be clients of ours if it, if it wasn't Evan just saying, hey, since it sounds like you're struggling with this or you could use more help here, why don't I introduce you to Dave and his team over there? And so that that go-to-market partnership has lasted um, you know, th since we got uh, together five years ago, and you guys, w let's talk about Upstars later, but even when you launched Upstars, the conference, you reached out to all of us and said, hey, listen, we don't want to just be the content of this show. We want our partners to have a, uh, a prominent role in it. And so we promoted the show, we created content for for the for the event and that type of stuff. So beyond the um, the go to market partners, uh, you guys have some tech partners, right? That's correct. So so the next piece that we wanted to put in place was technology partners because of what Lean Data does. It's think of it as a as a traffic cop, right? But there are other meaningful connections around what we do that could be important. Some things like sales engagement, some things like data, some things like conversational marketing, some things like CRM and marketing automation. So what we then did is, is said, let's make the product extensible. Mm -hmm. And then let's go out and talk to people and say, hey, would you be interested in solving a very specific problem for our both of our customers and that's where the notion of technology partners came into play and then we have integrations now that are used by our customers and we've launched a few of them uh, recently how do you go about you know as people are thinking about e either enhancing their partner program or launching one the the go-to-market partnerships make sense right because you're trying to amplify your sales and marketing presence in the market you know find find synergies between two companies so that you can grow each other's businesses together. And we are hit up all the time by MarTech companies, as you know, who, you know, either are just coming to market or are established and, and let, you know, their, their Asher is reaching out and saying, hey, can yep. we go to market together? And so we're very selective on, on who we work with. That, that one makes sense. Tech partners, though, peel that back a little bit more because there are lots of technology companies out there. There's lots of data providers out there. You mentioned Salesforce, which is you know a, a platform that you guys are very tightly embedded into. How do you decide when people call you up, 
what is some advice you have on deciding who to have a tech partnership with? Yeah, so this goes back to our core value as a company of customer first. We literally live it every single day. Evan's talking about it like all the time. And so when somebody approaches us, we just first go back to our customers. And then we have this very well-defined survey process where we go and ask our customers what they think about the company, what do they think about the product, if they're using it, what, is there a way where the partner's product and our product could work together, and then we list out the use cases, then we go and start working on the engineering effort, and, uh, and then we finally bring it to market, and then we take the same customers that raise their hands and identify the use cases and give the product to them to further use it, and then uh, we just go market it after that. Nice. The vetting that you just talked about, you know, Anita, who's our vice president of alliances, who you work directly amazing with. Amazing person. She is amazing. Uh, we um, just had a meeting with her where she brought the leadership team together and went through a, about an hour. She told us 45 minutes, ended up being an hour, uh, of her vetting process to get us all on board with what the criteria was. Because we are solicited and, and all the time to become partners, just had a LinkedIn request this morning from a personalization company, um, it's really important that we spend our time in the right places and that we don't waste time. And I, I, I could see where you guys having a platform that ties so directly to CRM and marketing automation, certainly data, almost every data provider might come to you and say, hey, we want to be an enrichment uh, capability within your platform. Or maybe there's another CRM, Dynamics or Microsoft, you know, outside of Salesforce. And so coming up with that vetting criteria, I, I'm glad you started with that because I think for us too, like you only have so much time in the day. It's Correct. not even a money game. It's just you only have so much time in the day. And if you don't select your partners really well, and it's interesting, I find there's a, inverse correlation, the partners who lean on you the most and are kind of like just on you all the time are the least effective partners at helping you grow your practice. I don't know if you experience the same thing. Like those that are just really needing and really demanding, um, they need you so much. It's not, it's not equal. It's not, it's not a balanced uh, partnership. I'm with you. I, I feel for you guys because there's 7,000 of these companies out there. And if all you did, you could literally just spend all your day just vetting these partners. And so that's why we take a really big customer first approach because we just go to our customers first. And now that we have a sizable chunk of customers, we just ask them straight up to help us out. And then they are very vocal. Yeah. And then the, the next uh, the next part of our partnership is what you've told me is like, you know, after the tech partnerships, you have these services partners, which you really only have. I don't even know how I'd say a handful. I mean, you've, you've got our partnership, which I, I want to announce and, and talk about. But um, tell me about the services aspect. Yeah, so, so early on and when I was designing the program, I, I, th I thought that if we have the right go-to-market partners and they start to learn the product, the service providers like yourself would really want to raise their hand and say, we'll just take the implementation as well. And so there's a dual effort. You provide the consulting before the sale or within the sale and then you provide the implementation services and then you right. can go upsell your own services after that right and so it just became uh, at least that's what i thought it became a natural evolution of the relationship and so we have a rule at lean data where you have to have two customers live and happy before you can be considered 
uh, for to be a services partner, to be an implementation partner. So that's part of your vetting process. For the companies, you know, that that if you know if you're on a marketing team or sales team or or partnership team listening, you know, you you have to make a fundamental business strategy, which is are you gonna provide the services to your clients for your product, or are you going and, and build a professional services team, or are you going to you know, create a services channel. And a lot of companies certainly do both. But, you know, my company, DemandGen, we wouldn't exist if Eloqua, that was our very first partner back in 2007, if they had a professional services organization and had no interest in building a channel. Now, truth be told, we were their very first partner. They never had anyone doing any services. And I called up Joe Payne and I said, hey, Joe, I've been using your product and using your platform for years. Our company's had, as you know, tremendous success with it. And there's a lot here. And I think that you would really value from having, whether it's an agency or professional services firm, whatever you want to call it, a company out there helping your clients implement it and be successful with it. And he said to me, and by the way, Joe's going to be on episode 100, uh, which is going to be very cool. I just (laughs) talked to him yesterday and he said, yeah, count me in. So uh, looking forward to that. Joe's now the CEO at Code42. Um, but the back to the point is, he was hesitant. Uh, they had a small professional services team. Joe cares to the nth degree about customer satisfaction, customer service. So he really wanted to hold on to servicing clients and was scared about you know, democratizing that or, or enabling that. And like you said, you, you have a vetting process, which is if you don't have a couple of happy clients, we won't even Correct. talk won't to even you. That. Yep. So, you know, Joe took a bet on me. I mean, I didn't, I, I wasn't a VC backed company. I didn't, you know, put in front of him a, you know, 30 page business plan. I just, you know, it was a smaller strategy. And I said, look, I just want to take the lessons and experience that we've had and do and help your clients with this. And he said, you know, Dave, you're like a poster child for us of success. Um, If you really want to do it, uh, we'll support it. And so we started doing that. And then one day, actually, I got a call within the first year, and it was from Paul Tashima. Shout out to Paul. Uh, And he said, hey, Dave, we're actually going to lay off most of the people in our professional services team. And I want to give you a heads up before uh, we do, so that if you're looking to grow and need some people, then we could talk about this because I'd love for them to land safely. And I said, well, who are your best people? And he gave me a list of those those people on the phone. And I said, well, hire them all. Um, and so we did that. And he got out of the professional services business. So that's another strategy altogether. And they did that for several years and then decided to rebuild the professional services team to scale. And as most people know, we have a you know thriving partnership with with Marketo. We just won the Marketo Partner of the Year. Congrats on that! Thank you. I think we're the only company on the planet that has won Partner of the Year for both Eloqua, now Oracle, and uh, and Marketo. And you know we're a bit agnostic in terms of the tools that people use. We always do what's right for our clients and find the solutions for them, and partner with Salesforce and HubSpot as well, and and of course you guys. So we were sitting together, right? And Anita was there, and. Uh, there was a meeting where where you and, and Brian and Evan said, we really don't want to scale our professional services team. We really want to be a product company and do that. And I said, well, if that's the case, why don't we become your professional services Well, arm? it sounds like the same playbook you've been using. You used it again. <laughs> yeah, it, it works. It's a, it's a recipe. So I think the things that companies have to think about on, uh, to have a services partner is, do they want to just have their own professional services team or do they want to scale? And I would question everyone that if you look at the most successful companies out there, the biggest software companies on the planet, Microsoft, Salesforce, and, and emerging companies like Workday, they have a 
services partner channel. A, because they're they're go-to-market partners, right? They're spending marketing dollars in their sales team to grow the market. But B, they provide all the elasticity that that partner needs uh, to grow and scale. The, the challenge has been, and, and you've lived through this, so um, here's, here's the big announcement. We will be doing the implementation, have started doing the implementations for lean data. So if you become a lean data customer and you want to get implemented, uh, demand gen will will do that implementation for you as part of our our partnership. And we can talk more about that. That was a major decision for Lean Data to make to put that kind of trust and confidence in us to take care of the clients and and do right by them. But it was also something for us that was a major leap of faith because you didn't have really any enablement tools or training tools Correct. or well-defined service. And we had to work collaboratively to figure out what the client would need and, and whether to charge for that, how much to charge for that, uh, those things. The beautiful part of all of this was that a software company had to learn what a services company is all about and a services company had to learn more about what a smaller software company has to learn all, is all about. And the intersection of that uh, I mean, I just remember like working with Anita on on some of this stuff, and Christina and Tom, like all the people, folks at at Imagine. We were even bring putting project plans together, and you know, it's these things that we didn't necessarily uh, shine in, and so um, so I, th- I think the end result became great. But the other piece of the services program is because we, uh, Alien Data, would only be with the customer for a very short amount of time. Mm-hmm. You have a very long engagement with them. And so while we want sales and marketing alignment, you're the curator of all of that. And so I think it just made natural sense that we've had a long relationship between the two companies, between the people, and um, it just made sense to then take the, this next step, which I believe is what is a natural evolution. People should not force a services partner program. They should start with go-to-market partnerships and then see where they end. And if their customers are responsive, to those same partners and then move it into a services partner program and then create all these service centers around the world and scale their companies. Yeah, it's, it's um, I remember after some of the, the early meetings, Christina, like you said, and the team would come back and they would call Greg and I and they would say, um, guys, the meeting was good, it was really productive, like the collaboration's really good, but they don't have this or they don't have this or they don't have this. And Greg would say, you know, Greg's our, Greg Carver's our COO, he would say, Exactly. That's why they need us, Correct. you know, because we know how to create and deliver these services. They're a product company and yep. we're a services company. So, you know, lesson for everybody is, you know, be careful what you're looking for because they, they may not have that, you know, uh, and it, it really requires a lot of collaboration and strategy planning on, on how you are going to go to market together and a lot of trust. And that trust has to be um, earned. It's not it's not certainly um, certainly given. Yep. So. You've always said that this wouldn't happen without Evan's support. And talk more about that, because I think if people are listening and going, yeah, sure, why wouldn't we have a go-to-market partner channel or a services partner? But you, you've you always said to me, like, if Evan wasn't on board. So talk, talk about that. Yeah, so if you think about uh, partnerships or BD as a, from, from a macroscopic level, the role of BD is to act as a catalyst and accelerate everything. And so there's the only other person that is responsible for all of that like is the ceo and so it has to i think the mandate has to come from him and he has to show support and give time and then really push bd to then help accelerate the business 
And uh, and if you think about, I mean, this is a, this is great because we're like sales and marketing folks, right? So if you think about the traditional funnel, and then you look at BD, BD basically just augments that funnel, right? And so you can use BD and go to market ways for to get leads, to get responses, to get opportunities, to help with deals, like like. And so it's so much pressure, I think, when you are a small, fast-growing company that people are trying to figure out their sales motion, people are trying to figure out their marketing motions, what works, what doesn't work, where do I put my money? And all, around all this chaos, then you go and say, well, let's try to use another lever. And that type of uh, pressure does create some stress. And so, but if you have CEO support, you'll be able to very quickly work super cross-functionally and like launch a program. And then what we did, and this, is, this was really awesome of Lean Data as a company, is because the company embraced BD. And so everybody does BD regardless of their roles. And so the BD team is really a shepherd of the program and we're mm. trying to help the company not make mistakes so we can go f- grow faster. But the entire, uh, with Evan's help, the entire company accepted BD and, uh, and the results were phenomenal. You know, the f- top five deals for last year were all partner sourced. Yeah. I, th- I think your largest deal was was partner source. Absolutely, <laughs> I, I think that was demand gen. Um, you bring up again a super important point, and and being the CEO of demand gen, I want to talk about the pro and con of having the CEO on board. Because to your point, if Evan wasn't behind the BD strategy, it's going to fail. It's one of the reasons that I just said, like I called Joe Payne, the CEO of Eloqua at the time, you know, this is circa 2007, yep. to see if he would be on board with this. Because even if I could get someone on his team, there were guys like Steve Gershick and Keith Burrows, you know, who were on their BD team, they could have been all on board with it. But if they weren't looking for services partners and just go to market partners, that would have stalled. So I called Joe. Same thing with Marketo. Our Marketo partnership started with me reaching out to Phil Fernandez and John yep. Miller and going over to their office back when the product was in beta uh, and saying, hey, listen, if you guys are working on this marketing automation platform. I'd like to help you with your go-to-market strategy. I'd like to advise you on product roadmap, uh, help you bring the product to market, and ultimately be a services partner. And we actually were not a Marketo services partner in the beginning, even though I was helping them with all of that. We weren't because they weren't focused on the same market as us, the enterprise market. And I said, you know, when you guys get there and go into that market, we'll be, be, we'll be a partner. And they, they certainly want us to be there sooner because they saw our, our Eloqua client base and wanted... And I will just say, as you know, like that is always something that we challenge with. We have a lot of great partners, and some of them, like you guys, compete with other ones. And so, you know, the the strategy that we always have to follow is if you just do right by the customer and do right for them and help them get the right solution, then yeah, your partner may experience this competitive situation and wish you aligned, you know, with either A or B. But if you always align with the customer, then at least we we're always doing right, uh, doing the right thing. At least at least that's that's been our strategy. Well, you guys have a solid reputation in the market for doing that. Yeah. Well, that, so then the other point I want to make, why I'm grateful that I have Anita, is that I'm very driven and I love technology. So like I said, this personalization company that reached out on LinkedIn this morning, if I looked at every shiny new toy out there and could see the potential that it would provide, I spend need, all your day. <laughs> yeah. So I need Anita 
to apply that vetting process to say, is this in line with our goals and strategic initiatives for the year or for the short term um, so that we can provide that filter? And, and as you guys said, we do have a survey process. There's a set of questions that we'll ask of a potential MarTech, you know, how many clients do they have? Are they funded? Um, we'll do a lot of research uh, if we think we're going to go to market and not just do it because we like the person that we're, we're sitting across from. Yep. Uh, RevOps, the platform story. Uh, there was a podcast, I don't know which one it, I did, but I talked about fickle marketing, about people changing their positioning and messaging and trying to tie on to the the hot buzz or trend, you know, hey, we're a predictive platform. Oh, now we're an ABM platform. And oh, now we're a CDP, you know. So um, you guys have stayed really true to your positioning, but at the same time, you have evolved. Like you said, you started as a service and now today are more of a platform. Um, how have you experienced that in, in BD and what advice do you have as a company is going through evolution in terms of getting your partners on board with the evolving positioning and messaging and and even you know how much roadmap do you share with a partner how much do you disclose about where you're going to go and what you do yep and so again 